the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rescuers radio show. Heard every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360 and faithtalk1360.com. Please go to our website, rescuersradioshow.org, where you can hear all the shows, and we're... 120 shows in so far. We're in our third year. And uh, it's just been been a great ride, and, and God has brought us all here together. Uh, and on the, on the website, uh, you can not only listen to all the shows, but also uh, if you wish to donate to the ministry, you can do that there as well. Very excited about my guest. And uh, my guest is Dr. Jenna Scott, Minister of the Gospel, author, leader of Digging Wells, we're going to find out what that is, Digging Wells for Jesus and Promoting Unity and Reconciliation. My gosh. Janet, good to have you here. Thank you, Art. <laughs> I'm honored. Thank you might you. want to move a little closer to the Thank microphone Thank you there. so much. Yeah, that's good. Uh, hey, before we drill down on your wonderful works, uh, let's, t- let's first take a look inside your life story. How did you get to this point in your life? Well, only by the grace of God. I was born in San Francisco, California at a pretty turbulent time, and in those times, a lot of things uh, affected my life, but by the grace of Jesus Christ, I was rescued at the ripe old age of 37, and I was baptized on on the same day with my five children. Oh my gosh. Wow. So since that time, I've sought to... Uh, donate, uh, really commit my life to the Lord, um, and really to walk in the Spirit of God, seeking to be His hands and feet as He rescues a lost and dying world. Yeah, it kind of seems that way, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, I think it's always been that way, right? Since yeah. creation. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. It's all Adam's fault. <laughs> Thank you for not blaming Eve for that. <laughs> he could have stopped her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, let's begin our conversation with the uh, a piece from your bio referred to as digging wells for Jesus. Uh, I know you're not digging for water. What what does that mean? Well, you know, it maybe comes, you are digging for water. <laughs> it comes from the old passage when. Um, um, Isaac sought to redig the wells of his father. Mm. And in doing that, you know, through strife, through 
um, people saying, this is mine. He finally got to a place uh, called Rehoboth, uh, and he called the well that. And uh-huh. he said, uh, the Lord makes room for us. And I know that the Lord is making room for his church to rise up mm-hmm. and to manifest themselves in the nature and the attributes of Christ, according to John 17, in unity, and also according to Second Chronicles seven fourteen in repentance, humility, and reconciliation, so that he can heal yeah. our land. We really need yes. that now. Yes. That's a great song, by the way, Heal Our Land. Yes. I don't know if you've ever heard it. It's just a beautiful song. Um, so, so those are pretty much the dynamics uh, that you use, right? Yes. The principles that you use uh, in your all, all your callings. Yes, and specific- plural callings. <laughs> You're a busy lady. Well, specific to digging wells for Jesus, we seek to get the church to pray, to repent one to another and to our communities. And then to really seek to be those hands and feet of Jesus in community mm. so that we can lead people to Christ through whatever evangelistic efforts yeah. so that we can get Bibles into the hands of people, get the word into them, that they become that living epistle that Paul talks about, and so that we can then get people connected to discipling communities. There's a destiny, I would say, yet there's a dominion for the people of God in this earth to achieve, and there's a whole world, according to Romans 8, 17, that is waiting in anticipation Mm. for us to rise up. Yeah and to be the people of Christ, the sons of God that he's called us to be. Yes. And there's a healing and a rescuing in us manifesting Christ in the earth. And that's what we want to do. That's what we want to do. Absolutely. There are many adjectives for you. (laughs) (laughs) A few of them are mobilizer, mediator, reconciler, um, uniter of people. Uh, you're a dynamic person, and, and 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 you don't slow down. Well, it's only by the grace of God <laughs> <laughs> that I don't slow down. Yeah, um, and that He gives. I feel that way too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that He gives people that perspective on me. These aren't labels that I've placed on myself, but these are uh, perspectives that people have of me, and I believe that as I continue to seek to manifest Jesus in the earth, you know, his attributes are infinite. Yeah, yeah. I've only got four or five. (laughs) (laughs) I'm working on it. You're working on (laughs) it. To be like Jesus. (laughs) We all want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, uh, when you're in the world and and functioning in the world, it's kind of complicated sometimes, but uh, but that's our goal. Um, So... You were recognized as one of 48 inspiring women of a new decade. What new de- new decade were they referring to? Just That's just a phrase, I guess, right? The 2020s. 2020s, okay. Yeah. In 2010, they recognized 48 women, including several of our uh, former and current elected officials and businesswomen, you know, people with a broad swath of nice. influence across the state. Yeah. And so this year, they recognized 48 more for the 2020s decade. And I was just so honored uh, to be recognized with women from all walks of life. 
some who have been in uh, elected positions, others who are serving in their communities, mm-hmm. others who are uh, in universities, academicians. Uh, I think one of my favorites was a woman who is a NASA scientist. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so they um, do this big luncheon, um, and it's a combination of the Gideon Group and the Arizona Historical Society okay. that puts this on. My dear friends and colleagues uh, hosted it. Uh, Connie Robinson is the th- uh, thought leader of that whole thing. She founded that whole thing wow. out of a time of prayer some 20-some years ago. And um, so they had you know, a big luncheon at the Arizona Biltmore up the street. And, you know, we were all honored with these books that have our story in them and with goodie bags and an opportunity to just really be together as women who are seeking to inspire our communities. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. you. Well-deserved. So, um, you bring uh, your anointing and inspiring people wherever you go, and uh, and let's talk about your ministry at Central Arizona Shelter Services, or commonly known as CAS. I know you you've done a lot of service with that organization, but let, uh, we have audience that pro- may not ever heard that before. So tell us about it about that. I recently left CAST, but my ministry started at CAST mm-hmm. uh, back in 1997 when I was first licensed as a minister of the gospel at the First Institutional Baptist Church under Dr. Warren Stewart. Yeah. We had a homeless outreach, and that was my first ministry to go to CAST. This was before it was the big campus. Wow. And to feed, bring people back to the church, provide food, provide the word of God, provide other basic needs, and really encourage them. And that was back in the 90s. Wow. And then in the early, late 90s, early 2000s, I was actually honored to work alongside people like Dr. Bill Starr, who's gone to be with the Lord, uh, Jerry Colangelo, Marty Schultz, the mm-hmm. Phoenix Community Alliance. Um, it's a powerful to, group. Yes, to yeah. work with the cities, with the universities, mm-hmm. with the philanthropy introdu- uh, institutions to actually frame what that campus was going to look like. Wow. And so it became the Maricopa Human Services Campus. But CAS, Central Arizona Shelter Services, which had been there for over 25 years at that time, now in 35 years, yeah was always the place that people could get a bed and help to try to reestablish their lives. Wow. And they brought in a bunch of other services, behavioral health, uh, chaplaincy, um, food service, a medical clinic, a dental clinic, all these different services, transportation support. So that was in the late 90s to the early 2000s. And then in 2021, I joined CAS mm-hmm. as one of the uh, management team. I was directing their work on social justice. And in the midst of that, I was really more so that presence of Christ's compassion. Yeah. You know, people um, thought about social justice after George Floyd, you know, and everybody started doing these things related to that. But my approach was always that every human 
matters. And so whether you were African-American or disabled or Native American or mentally ill or, um, you know, had an immigration status or, you know, a certain religion or, you know, had other uh, issues that you were dealing with in your life, we should be there to be a compassionate source of support for you formerly incarcerated or what have you. Yes. Now, clearly, African-American men are disproportionately represented at CAST. But my goal was to ensure that the staff was able to have a trauma-informed approach and a compassionate approach to help everybody, Everyone. Mm-hmm. no matter what their station in life. Yeah. Now, in July, God said it was time to go, Okay. that my work there was finished. Before, before you do that, uh, was Paul Eppinger part of that power group that you mentioned? Uh, Paul, the, the Arizona Interfaith Movement at that time, um, he was on the board yeah. of the group that uh, Dr. S- Bill Starr and Jerry Colangelo established, which okay. was the collaboration. Yeah. He was okay. on the board for that. Yeah. He was a mentor of mine, a great, great man. <laughs> I loved Paul and Sybil, yeah. of course, is still living, yep. so we're grateful for them. Yeah. Uh, I worked alongside of him for a long time. Yes. And uh, Faith 2000. Oh, the Festival of Faith Festival 2000. Festival of Faith 2000. 50,000 people in the ballpark, yeah. that, which was then the uh, Diamondbacks, or the Diamondbacks baseball field, right? Yeah, it was before was Chase, it, I yeah, think. Yeah, it was before yeah. Chase. Yeah. Yeah. And Jerry Colangelo allowed yes. the, allowed that uh, gave that for free. To yes, the, to just the another thing. great man. <laughs> you know, he's like know. a Cyrus, a <laughs> businessman, a father of the city. You know, who really has a heart. He does. And I know he's doing a lot now with Grand Canyon University. Yeah. They're privileged for that. Yeah. And for the time that I walked alongside Bill Starr, who was my mentor, and Jerry Colangelo, who was. Also a mentee to Bill Starr way before <laughs> I ever met him. That was one of the high points of my life. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, my wife and I were both there. We were in the choir. Yes. <laughs> oh, that choir was phenomenal, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. A lot of fun being in it, yes. I can tell you that. Yes. So um, let's change gears a little bit and discuss the many things that you've done nationally, uh, such as Homeland Security forming uh, neighborhood partnerships across the nation. Uh, Let's spend a little time on that road. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you very much for that. Um, I do want to also mention that for those who are interested, now I am with the YWCA Metropolitan Phoenix, Ah. which is a great organization empowering women, eliminating racism, I think is the, the, uh, the motto, eliminating racism, empowering women, but we're really trying to ensure that everybody has access to mental health services and public health services, particularly in the Northwest Valley cities. Wonderful. But uh, for eight years, I served with the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. I was the deputy director of the Center for Faith-Based and Neighborhood Partnerships, which was one of 12 centers that worked with the White House office of faith-based and neighborhood partnerships. Wow. Now, some of your listeners might remember that President Bush, too, uh, was the original uh, establisher of those offices. Yeah. And when President Obama came into office, he continued so those offices. So those were points of light. Uh, at the You're talking about Bush Sr.? Bush Jr. Jr., okay. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, Bush the senior had the points of light. Yes, he okay. had the points of light. Yeah. And during the faith-based and, neighbor- and community initiatives uh, era of uh, President Bush Jr., yeah. uh, he really Let's did call focus. Him w. Yeah, <laughs> W. He did focus on the groundwork that his father had laid. Yeah, and he saw that government in D.C. and in the regions should be points of light along with community. Yeah, and I was privileged to actually meet President Bush, um, but I wasn't on his staff. I was working then here in Arizona with the governor's office in Arizona. And that administration really helped us to move the needle on several things. But then when President Obama came into office, I went with then Governor Napolitano, who became Secretary of Homeland Security. That's right. And so I was working on civil rights, civil liberties issues. I was working on Uh, mostly with FEMA in disaster preparedness, response, and recovery. And I was deployed to cities across the nation, as well as I got the opportunity to visit some other nations to help people think about how to prepare for all types of hazards. I want to hear more about that in just a moment. I have to remind our listeners, if you've been late coming into this episode of the Rescuers Radio Show, uh, my guest is Dr. Jana Scott. Can I just call you Jana? Yes, most people do. <laughs> Minister of the Gospel, author, leader of Digging Wells for Jesus, and promoting unity and reconciliation. So go on to that, that other nations part. That's intriguing. You know, it's interesting because uh, you're, I, I, I want to share with your listeners that I was a Muslim for 14 years. Really? in my younger life. And when I met Jesus, my whole world turned around. Wow. But I have such a heart for Muslims. Yeah. And it was actually spoken to me one day that I would be uh, sent to Muslim nations to be a light. And so I was actually later on, about 10 years later, I was sent to Turkey. And then when I was with the Obama administration, I was sent to Azerbaijan. Wow. And I met so many wonderful young people, Mm -hmm. the generations coming up, and being able to engage with them around the spirit of Jesus Mm -hmm. and around reconciliation and around understanding our our work in ensuring steady ground for future generations. That has been a joy of my life. Yeah. I still have those friendships wow. with those young people. That's awesome. So, uh, and did they adhere to, to building programs on their own? Uh, in Azerbaijan, actually, they are building programs around multiculturalism and religious freedom. Nice. And, you know, Azerbaijan just came out of a major war. Yep. Uh, and, um, you know, we have prayed together with Armenians. We've had student exchanges between Armenian and Azerbaijani students. And I have a dear friend here in Arizona, Dr. Stephen Ovanasov, who's a member of the Armenian Church up in Scottsdale, who really has been a great guide for me mm. in bringing reconciliation between those two communities. My goodness. So, uh, and, and you stay in touch with them. Yes. They stay in touch with you. Yes. Uh, do you travel there? I haven't since COVID. Yeah. yeah. But That's, I hope to again That makes soon. sense, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. The whole world. 
has changed. Some people are already back on planes. I know. I've I've not done that quite yet. <laughs> I've been in D.C., but not out of the country yet. Yeah. Um, so, my gosh, you've always seemed to bring people together of all walks of life, as, as, as you've all, all already pointed out. Um, and you've been closely involved with many parts of Christ-based community events at all levels. Um, any any of those stick out that you want to talk about? Well, you mentioned one of the big ones with the Festival of Faith. <laughs> Festival of Faith. That was huge. And two, um, I've been working recently, really for the last three years, as a volunteer with the uh, African-American Christian Clergy Coalition. And most recently, they have begun to reach out to establish partnerships, unity, friendships Mm -hmm. with churches in other, um, say, other tribes and nations, so to speak. Now, some of the pastors have always done that, like Dr. Stewart. He's been around the world and just traveled extensively, and he would have people from other countries. They would come to the U.S., and they would visit First Institutional, of course, Paul Eppinger was a dear friend of Dr. Stewart. Yeah, and if uh, mentioning those two together, uh, maybe there's people in our audience that don't know the history of uh, Martin Luther King Day. Uh, they chaired the Victory Committee, right? Victory they together. Co- they co-chaired that mm-hmm. with uh, some other people on the committee as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think they were the mainstays that made that happen. Yes, and in that era with Dr. Stewart, Paul Eppinger, yeah. uh, Bishop Henry Barnwell, Rabbi Plotkin, yeah. Imam Shamsuddin, you know, Monsignor Edward Ryle, Monsignor Richard O'Keefe. These were men of God who really believed in the unity of mm. people. Yeah. And we kind of lost that a little bit. And so I'm really hoping that through Digging Wells, through the work that we're doing with people like Mark Lucas and Mission Connection and Scottsdale Bible and Aubrey Barnwell and Jad Levi with Alpha and uh, Tyler Johnson with the Redemption Churches and so many others, that we can begin to bring that unity with a focus on who we are in Jesus. That John 17 prayer that Jesus prayed. Yes. Wow. So, um, uh, and and did COVID interfere very much with with their, Did it slow down progress? Did it? I, I know that I know it didn't. It didn't get better in certain circumstances. Domestic violence spiked. Addictions spiked. Um, mental health issues. Mental health suicide spiked. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of really changed a lot of things. Uh, but but things that you were involved in, the, were they changed? And how does that how are they coming back now? During my first year of COVID, I was actually with the Census Bureau and we had to press on. <laughs> and we even worked with some churches who were still trying to do things outside. I remember we did a big census event on the U-shaped driveway of First Institutional Baptist <laughs> Church where people would drive by, they'd get their census goodies if they could, you know, make, you know, make a promise that they'd go home and finish their census. Yeah. In 2021, um, you know, when Delta kicked in, I actually ended up with COVID myself. Oh. And so it slowed me down for yeah, three yeah. months. But now as we're coming out of COVID, 
people are beginning to come back together. And I think there's such great excitement for what the church can now do to reach out to those who were isolated, who had loved ones lost, who went through so much tragedy, to be that hope and that compassion and bring the love of Jesus back to our community. Well, and some churches took heavy hits. Yes. And I'm not even sure they're back to 100% yet. Right. Right. Dr. Stewart was almost burying people almost weekly. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Many of the African-American churches completely closed during COVID because they were getting hit so hard and didn't have uh, the access to the vaccines as quickly either, unfortunately. Mm. Um, The same happened with some of the some of our Hispanic colleagues. But people are starting to reopen now, thank God. Yeah, I know. I think they are. Yeah. So, um, gosh, time flies by. <laughs> it's been a good time, we're though. In our, we're in our last couple thank of minutes. You. And yes. I, I'm sorry that our paths have never crossed before. I've seen your name everywhere, though. <laughs> I see yours everywhere. So uh, uh, we need to make a habit of, of staying in touch and together and uh, in service with each other. I don't know what that means, but. I'm available to you. You're available to me. And let's see what happens. I want to thank Terry Hamlin for connecting us, by the way. Oh, my God, My dear friend. He's on our core team for, for gigging wells. And he also introduced me to Pinnacle Forum. So thank you, Terry. Terry's, uh, Terry's a, a dear friend of mine. And he's been, had a wonderful impact on my life personally as yes. well. He's a he's a prayer warrior yes, is he what is. he is. <laughs> and and uh, so... Um, gosh, uh, you are a rescuer yourself, Jana. So thank you for being on the show today. God bless you and all you do. Thank you. Okay. Thank Thank you. Rescuers, Thursdays at 5.30 Arizona time on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ AM. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.